Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. CBS presents this program in color. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. Ah! May I dress down to look less attractive? Sorry, bud. You look like a friggin' smoke show. I know. I'm a hot piece of ass. Perfect 10. Girls want to bang me and guys want to be me being banged by them. It's like that movie Ice Castles, where the small town girl with big talent gets cleared into this world of skating competitions, and then she goes blind, and then she's the skate blind, and she does, and then there are all these roses, but she can't see them. I have broken more Elton John records. He seems to have a lot of records. And we beat, and I, by the way, I don't have a musical instrument. I don't have a guitar or an organ. No organ. Elton has an organ. And now. Is this a joke? Because if it is a joke, I just want to say that I get it. I get the joke and I'm in on it also. And it's hilarious. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Tuesday morning, the 24th of July. The president has an organ, you guys. Heard that. No question about that. Yeah. Hey, Allie. Hey. Welcome back. Hey, thanks. Some of us missed you very much. Uh, I thought we all did. Well, I don't want to speak for everybody. Okay. Oh, I mean, it... I I did. Okay, so just say you did. I did oh, as well. Yeah. Some well, of us. That's some, that's some of us. <laughs> that's it was you weird. And me. It was weird. That's an odd thing to okay. say. Okay. I mean, right, it was let's... only one day, but I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. See, Kevin, it was a compliment. You nope, tried to, it wasn't. You, you to... said some of us. Why would I you do that? So... Because I said some of us missed you very much. We I'm did. Not, I don't pretend to speak for everybody. Right, but... Okay. I, I, if you're giving I, someone a compliment, you automatically cut it in half by saying <laughs> some of us. Look, I know how people Just work. say we missed you. Look, I'm uh, great with social interaction. That is you true. Know that. I know... You're an expert. And I'm really good at, at speaking with ladies. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good news. Um, everybody surviving? Everybody's air conditioning working? Yep. Yeah. So far, so good. What was it at your house yesterday, Kevin? Um, I don't remember even looking. Oh, really? Well, I saw a hundred, but I don't know. Yeah, I was in your neck of the woods, and it was one hundred and four. Yeah, that's just BS. That's not okay. Felt good? No, 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 (laughs) no. I mean, this is right about where your air conditioner should poop out, though. It really does. It's. I think they're made that way. I think they're made so that they, if they, when it gets hot, they go out, and then the air conditioning industry cashes in, right? I mean, big AC man. I see. I see where you're going with that, but I think it's more likely that the machine is stressed because it's having to try to do so much more work in right. the hottest parts of the. But day. here's my thing: if you if you live in a place where it gets that hot, couldn't mm-hmm. you build the air conditioner so that it can hand, handle that amount of pressure? Um, and I think they don't on purpose, Bean. Oh, on purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 106 in Japan yesterday. Hottest wet, uh, temperature ever recorded in the whole country. Oof. 
Telling wow. you guys, we're going down. Okay, well, you're a... <laughs> you're so positive. It's really lifted us up today. It's, it's terrifying. Right. That's what I meant. Terrifying. All right. Let me change topics and give you something you'll love. Okay. Um, her name is um, Lindsay Dye. She is 30 years old. She lives in Brooklyn, and she is a webcam model. So I already love her. She uh, makes the bulk of her uh, income as a webcam model, and her specialty is, you know, a lot of these uh, webcam models, you wouldn't know, Kevin, but a lot of these uh, webcam models, they have uh, specialties. They have things that that they do that are, you know, just for them. Oh, you mean like sex acts or whatever? Yeah, so whatever, whatever it is, whatever you're into, you know, cosplay or whatever. And when she first started being a webcam model about uh, six years ago, she hadn't quite gotten her persona yet, and she was doing childlike performances, she said. Where she would sit on a donkey hopper. You know what that is? A donkey hopper? It's like a, a little, like a toy horse or something like that that you ride on. Okay. Not nearly as terrifying as you thought a donkey hopper could right. be. Right. She was using inflatables and balloons and she was getting naked in a kiddie pool and things like that. But uh, then somebody made a, re- a weird request for her one day in the chat room and said, Hey, would you sit on your cat? Would and you what? Sit on your cat. And she. Uh, imme- literal, like a kitty cat. Cat, right? Yes, her okay. cat. Because her cat is often in the room with her. So she said, of course not. I'm not going to sit on my cat. That's uh, that's cruel and inhumane. I'm not going to do that. But she started doing some researching about other things that people sit on. And she found out that there is a, a group of people out there, maybe large enough to support her, who love to see a pretty woman sit on a cake. You said sit on a cake. Yes. She is now a cake sitter. She's got to be one of the best there is. She got to be one of the only there is. She orders her uh, Pillsbury cake mix uh, and by bulk, and uh, it says here that she makes the batter in the bed, which is a term I'm familiar with. But I just don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how you could cook it. I don't know how you could cook a cake. I don't know how that would even work. But she says there's lots of people out there who are really, really into it. And they and she prepares the cake in front of the webcam audience. And she gets feedback on them and what kinds of colors that she should use, what kind of frosting, what kind of decorations she can put on the cake. All leading up to the point where she sits on it. How do you get to the point where you realize, you know what I might like? A woman sitting on a cake. I That's don't odd. know the answer to that. Because there had to be someone first in the world that said cake. Yeah. There is a, Sit on it. There's somebody out there for everybody, that's for sure. Uh, she was asked what kind of people are fans of cake sitting. She says there's no specific person who likes it. It's an everybody thing because everybody has a connection to cake. Everybody has a personal experience with cake. Everybody has had their own cake. But she's ruining my cake. I know. This right? Is what, that's what I keep thinking. It sounds like a waste of cake. Right. Which is a fantastic food. One of my my five favorites. Correct. She also does live shows, by the way, if we're looking for some more entertainment for, you know, the singles party or something. She says, when I go out and perform in real life, it's just in and out. I feel like a superhero. The art happens when I'm out. But in the chat room, there's a long buildup. There's a lot more communication about it and interaction with my audience. Is that one of those things where they pay by the minute so she stretches it out as long as she can? I don't know. Right? Probably. Or it's a membership kind of deal. Oh, that could be. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I do not know what her specifics hmm. are on that, but she says. How much like, do you have to pay, B? Doesn't say. Hmm. Doesn't say. Here. No, I said you. Uh, I haven't tried it. Okay. Again, waste of cake. Okay. She said uh, when she first started, she thought that cake sitting might be fleeting, so she started researching other foods, and then she decided to try pizza, but it was not the same uh, effect. She said oh. because pizza is already flat. And, uh, you know, she said, maybe I should have used a deep dish or Sicilian, but she thinks pie is better because it has a lot more, uh, a, lot, a lot better effect when you smash it because cake goes everywhere. Okay. Um, hmm. I have a lot of questions. 
So when she sits on a cake or a pie. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't say anything about pie here, man. You, you just said confu- that. No. Oh. Pizza. Pizza. We were talking about pizza. Oh, maybe you meant pizza pie. All right. So anyway, but, when you sit on a, on a cake, uh-huh. is that act the act? Or then she turns around and shows you the goods? Um, she does. <laughs> it does say that there's some nudity in the act. And okay. I'm not 100% sure how far that goes. She does appear to be by herself, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I think the cake is the centerpiece of the day. Okay. I think. Wow. Is it if frosting? Is there frosting on the cake or is it oh, just yeah. cake? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a beautiful... Uh, the cakes I see here in the, in the article uh-huh. are be- beautiful cakes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are. She says, uh, uh, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? She says, look, I work with what I've got. And like many women my entire life, I've been objectified. My body has talked about so much. So I figured, hey, I'll use it for my job. That's what I've got. But if I weren't cake sitting, I would be doing stand-up comedy. What? <laughs> she says, I refer to cake sitting as sit-down comedy. Oh, so, wow. So she uh, she loves it. So if there was somebody listening who was thinking, oh, I wish there was a way I could find a, a lady on the Internet to sit on a cake for me. Boom! Lindsay Die. She's your gal. <laughs> That's so bizarre. It is. I would not have expected that, but there it is. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin Beach show, shall we? We would like someone with integrity, someone that people can trust, someone with gravitas. Not available. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson will join us from Mission Impossible Fallout. Can't wait for that. Comes uh, comes out on Friday. Brand She's new. a really talented actress. She is, too. yeah. Did you see Life? Did you see the movie Life that she was in with Jake Gyllenhaal where she was in space? This is going to crack you up because that's such a specific explanation, but I don't remember. Okay. All right. Back to you. <laughs> um, we have Tara Strong, who, of course, is in Teen Titans Go to the movies. We have my interview with Riza at Comic-Con. Oh. Plus, Stryker left me a voicemail when I was at Comic-Con as well. About Riza? Uh, no. I was. There was a picture somebody took of me playing uh, Ms. Pac-Man. Sure. And he just went crazy. You know what I love? I love this Pac-Man. He just goes crazy. You know, Striker's insane. Uh, we're going to play some more clips of the R. Kelly song, I admit. You didn't hear any of this yesterday, Allie. No, I, I don't feel any need to listen it's to him. It's 19 mm-hmm. minutes long. That's weird. I think it would be like 13 or 14. <laughs> Our uh, hip-hop correspondent Jensen Karp will be here to help us uh, look through that. We've got uh, animal stories on today's show. We've got cheers with beer mugs. And... Kevin and Beans built this pool singles party. We have your tickets just after 7 o'clock. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Beans. K-U-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's happening? What if Lindsay Lohan was your boss? Uh, oh, no. No, no thank no. you. <laughs> yeah. So, Lindsay, she's 32. She's had some rough times. She's turning her life around, right? She recently opened Lohan Beach House. It's a VIP resort with locations in Mykonos and in Rhodes, Greece. And it's now going to be the subject of a new MTV reality show that begins shooting there in August. None of this sounds good. No. No. No, thank you. But like any good business owner, she's already ensuring that not a single detail is out of place. So somebody posted an Instagram photo to the Lohan Beach House account with two of the venue's waitresses showing off their new uniforms. However, an eagle eye Lohan noticed those two were wearing two different shoes. Oh. So, did she fire them? Well, one of the staffers was wearing a pair of white platform sandals. The other opted for a nude sandal. So Lindsay commented on the photo. Wear the same shoes, please. 
and then moments later, or you're fired. Oh, my God. Wow. So people were like, wait a minute. And one person wrote, please tell me you're joking. This can't be real. And she wrote, totally serious underneath. Wouldn't you expect that from her? Yes, 100%. But still, when it happens, it's probably shocking. And instead of, you know, putting a call out maybe to these girls' managers, maybe even calling them yourself. Sure. Just posting it on Instagram so everyone can see it. That's how to run a business. Yeah. I like it. Wear the same shoes, please. Moments later, or you're fired. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Lindsay! Lindsay! Lindsay Lohan! Right? Right. Right. So, Mac Miller did an interview with Beats One, Zane Lowe. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. tune? Yep. Sure. And he was talking about the breakup with Ariana Grande. And not a lot was said. He just said, Life is stressful. I was in love with somebody. Then it came to an end. We both moved on. And it's that simple, you know? But then he brought up how people keep reaching out to him because he's just not posting as much on the internet. And people are asking, are you okay? Is everything okay? To which he responds, and this makes sense to me. He said, I don't know. It just all seems kind of unimportant, the need to show people I was okay. Like, what is that? Where does that come from? Why? Why do you have this need to use social media and the internet? Amen, Mac Miller. (laughs) Which makes this even stranger. Pete Davidson has wiped all of his photos and videos from his account yesterday. The same day that Mac Miller wound up saying all of this. Okay. So he then had to write, no, there's nothing wrong. Nothing happened. There's nothing cryptic about anything. I just don't want to be on Instagram anymore or any social media platform. The internet is an evil place and it doesn't make me feel good. Why should I spend any time on negative energy when my real life is effing lit? (laughs) (laughs) Which, again, that makes total sense. Just very strange timing that his ex, his girlfriend's ex says that basically people that feel the need to show everything. What are you doing? Yeah. Right? It's a bit weird. It is a bit weird. It yeah. is a bit weird. <sighs> Ryan Lochte. Did you hear about this yesterday? Oh, this is the best. So he's been suspended from swimming in competitions until July of 2019 for violating the U.S. anti-doping agency rules. So in May, he wound up posting on Instagram again getting in trouble on social media, him receiving an IV treatment, which turns out to violate a rule that, quote, prohibits IV infusions or injections in a volume greater than 100 milliliters within a 12-hour period. Wasn't even a banned substance. Wasn't anything that could get him in trouble. That's so weird. No one would ever have even known about this, but he felt the need to post it on the internet. I mean, I assume, I assume he was 100% sure there was nothing there, right? Otherwise, he wouldn't post. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It just, it violates so the rule that you can't do it within a 12-hour period. It could have been something as simple as just some vitamin that his body needed. Right. Just, wow. It's like that guy should just not do anything. How's that? I like it. You like that That's one? It's a good solution. I think it's stupid. Right? Okay. I agree. Um, we're going to talk all about um, how stars get free stuff that they don't deserve, that people like you and I should get, like free chips and guac from Chipotle for life. Whoa. I feel like... That's pretty good. People like you and me. Right. Chip. I mean, it's right there in her name, right? Chip. But no, it's going to stars. 
Mm. And by stars, Cardi B. I'll have that story in just a bit, even though really that's the whole story. <laughs> and I'm just angry. I'm just angry about it. Some birthdays for you. Gus Van Zandt, Anna Paquin, Linda Carter, Bindi Irwin, Jennifer Lopez, Michael Richards, Kristen Chenoweth, Rose Byrne, Elizabeth Moss. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It is Tuesday morning. Time for animal stories. Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. A lot of uh, lot of animals in the news again this week. It doesn't always end well for the humans that interact with them. I'm warning you. Oh, great. Kind of kind of a, a brutal when animals attack edition today. Great. But we will start That'll cheer with, us all up. We'll start with something fun, a little bit of a uh, palate cleanser here. And this is Matt Harden is a man who put a post up on the internet of his little dog, Riley. And here's what it says. Is it just me, or does it sound like Riley is singing Toxic by Britney Spears? Let's hear some Riley. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's the entire clip. It's three seconds long. It has been viewed already more than five million times. (laughs) Let's see what Riley sounds like when you put him together with the Britney song. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean... Nailing it. The dog loves Britney Spears. Riley. He does. He is right on. That's is that awesome. great or what? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, All right. Now prepare to get sad. Okay, great. Here's a uh, talking to Texas man. Kevin, this is going to be uh, your world's uh, worst nightmare here. Okay. He's 81 years old. He runs a roadside vegetable stand, and he's out plowing a field there in Texas. When he was attacked by bees, he says he was running his bulldozer, helping his cousin clear a right away for a fence, and all of a sudden he saw a black cloud of bees surrounding him. He jumped off the bulldozer, left it running, took off through the woods, trying to make his way to a lake that he had dug on the property. He was stung more than 1,000 <gasps> times. Wow. Ooh. Wow. With bees stinging every part of his body, including his face and eyes. Oh, ran... man, they stung his eyes? They did. He ran toward the direction of the lake, unable to clearly see where he was going. I he said, ran toward what he thought was the direction of the lake. <laughs> right. I said, Lord, help me. When I fell down trying to get out of the bees, he said to me, walk by faith. So I did. Look, I sometimes mock true believers. Right. But if believing in the Lord gets you through being stung by a thousand bees in the moment, more power to you, my, my friend. I jumped into the pond, but I could still hear the bees under the water. Oh, What? That's when he discovered that some of the bees had burrowed into his ear canals. Okay. Oh, All my right. God. Why are you doing this? Causing one eardrum to burst. You said you had hundreds of stories a couple days ago. Use some of those. His uh, <laughs> wife of 57 years, Mary, uh, was on the road waiting for her husband. She did not immediately recognize him as he ran toward the vehicle. Oh. I couldn't tell it was him right away. But they got him to the hospital in nearby Cleveland. She says God had Cleveland Emergency Hospital ready for it. I just know it. 
He says, they gave me a lot of Benadryl. I don't remember much after that, but my heart seemed to settle down, and I was okay. The nurses, by the way, had to remove painstakingly, one by one, all 1,000-plus stingers from the bees. That is not good. Looks like he's going to be fine, by the way. Police call it a botched case of rattlesnake revenge. This is also in Texas. These are two men who live in RVs next to each other. They ran into some sort of a controversy, some sort of an argument. And one of them, Ryan Sauter, decided that he was going to show his next-door neighbor, Keith Monroe, what's up. He caught a rattlesnake, and with his teeth, he bit off the rattler so that... When he put it into his neighbor's RV, his neighbor wouldn't be able to hear the snake because he didn't have a rattler. What? Are plan, you kidding? The plan was that he was going to try to put a snake in the RV of his neighbor, hoping that that snake would then bait it, beat, bite his neighbor. Did, did he, he not have a knife? Why did he bite it off? <laughs> I don't know. That's I insane. You, I think you use what you've got, Kevin. What? That's what he had. Well, bring a knife. Well, <laughs> he brought a snake to a knife fight. So uh, weird. The neighbor said, I freaked out. I just couldn't believe it happened. But the neighbor was not bitten by the snake. He used a machete to kill the snake, then called the sheriff's deputy, and his neighbor was uh, arrested. That is, uh, you know, you don't usually see a, a man beats, uh, I keep saying beats, a man bites snake story. That is not something yeah, you correct. see very common. Here's one that uh, many of the Kevin and Bean listeners were actually happy about. Did you hear about the poachers in South Africa who were eaten by lions? Yeah. I didn't, but I love that. They were out there. Poachers are the worst. They are the worst. Yep. They were out there at the Saboya Game Reserve, and they went out there with all of their tools, high-powered rifles, silencers, axes, wire cutters, and their plan was that they were going to shoot and kill rhinos and saw off their horns, which is just a despicable thing to do. Despicable. Uh, early the next morning, an anti-poaching dog on patrol gave its handler a warning that something was amiss, and then they found all the bodies. There was a skull found in the area, as well as half a pelvis. Very little was left, and it was determined that, yes, it was lions who took down the poachers. Holy it seems, crap. It seems like, and you'll be interested in this, Kevin, because you've been to Africa on these safaris, it seems like the lions are fine with the vehicles, the motorized vehicles that go through the reserve. They're used to those. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. But these poachers were on foot, and that, they think, is what tipped the lions off to this was something different and may have involved food. Uh, asked why the lions would attack, he said they are opportunists. They will go after anything they see, even if they just had a meal. Whether they were hungry or not, that is not necessarily the point. If you stumble upon them and don't act the right way, they will see you as prey. And when you run, they will chase you. Plus, poachers are the worst. Poachers are the worst. What a Uh, bummer, though. Half a pelvis? Like, I'd be bummed that my (laughs) pelvis wasn't tasty. Wouldn't you? I mean, at that point, you're not alive. I don't know. So I don't think you would have a thought on that. Allie, if if it helps, I've heard your pelvis is tasty. Thank you, Bean. Uh, Ricky Gervais had the best uh, the best line on this, though. Rest in pieces is what he said. Oh. <laughs> and uh, finally, this is in the Leave Animals Alone. Look, look, look. We have all come across, many of us have come across an injured animal and wanted to help. You've seen a baby bird who can't fly, or you've seen, you know, a, 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 an animal out in the wild that looks like it needs your help. It's a doe that's separated from us, you know, from its parents or something like that. This is a story in Weld County, Colorado, a wildlife rescue attempt. A woman found a baby raccoon that looked like it had been abandoned on her property, and she decided she was going to take it inside her home. 
Unfortunately, the baby raccoon tested positive for rabies. Mm. And and thanks to her, she had exposed 21 other people to the baby raccoon. Oh, my God. It doesn't say how so many people right. came in contact with it, but I'm sure it was, you're not going to believe it. I've got a baby raccoon living in my house. Come look. Come look. So the next thing you know, they're all getting those painful anti-rabies shots as a result of it. According to the executive director of the Weld County Health Department, this year has seen a high number of rabies exposures in animals. The public is advised not to go near or touch wild animals. We're not just seeing typical skunk or bat rabies this time of year. We're very concerned about the growing number of cases among other animals such as raccoons or cats. So that's the advice here from the Kevin and Bean Show. According to the County Health Department, do not feed, touch, or handle wild animals and leave baby animals alone even if they appear orphaned. I know that's hard to do, but bad things happen when you bring wild animals into your house. And that is Animal Stories. Animal Stories in the Animal stories to cure your blues. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. Have you seen the new uh, summer sticker? Nice. With gorillas. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Love it so much. You can get them at the uh, they're limited edition. You can get them uh, at all Southern California Hot Topic locations. And uh, you can win a secret show with the gorillas with 50 of your friends and a car. Come on. Seems like too much for one winner. Omar was saying yesterday, Ali, that uh, there's no way in a million years he could come up with 50 people to invite to the Squirrel <laughs> Show if he won. And I don't—I know I couldn't. How about you? I could. I could, too. Yeah. 50 people? That's a lot of people. Well, I mean, they're not going to all be your best friend. Right. Uh-huh. But you're just friends with a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. All right, if you say so. Yes. So it's a 2019 <laughs> Honda Fit, the intimate show with gorillas, and a $500 Hot Topic gift card. All you have to do is swing by whatever Hot Topic location is nearby to you and pick up the limited edition Kirok Gorilla sticker. By the way, uh, Muggs is here. Muggs, are you going to be doing the Hot Topics again this time for the sticker? Starting tomorrow at the Irvine Spectrum Hot Topic at 1 o'clock. Check you out. Yes, Ooh. sir. So Muggs will be out there live in person. Not only do you get your sticker with him, but you can also score tickets to see Gorillas at Demon Days, Cal Jam, and lots of other K-Rock cool prizes. Get all the details at K-Rock.com. All right, Muggs. Yo! Went back to his bar mm-hmm. and did cheers with Muggs. Did Muggs ever leave his bar? You sure That's he went back? That's a good question. <laughs> I have a tent set up outside. Now, where I... did this topic come from? Why did you ask them about the side hustle? Where did it come from? Actually, uh, Omar, Omar and I, DJ Omar Khan and I, were brainstorming about what would be a good uh, topic to do next. And, you know, since with the advent of all these extra side hustle gigs like Uber and Lyft and all that other things, DoorDash, I wanted to find out what people were doing other than those things to make extra money today. Well, I mean, there are a lot of people who have second jobs. Yeah. You know, so that sure. makes a lot of sense. So it's time for Cheers with Beer Mug. Beer Mug, he wants to go where everybody knows his name. Yeah. Asking questions with no shame. What do you, what do you? <laughs> He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Oh. Beer Mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Oh, 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 wow. Right? That's a good question, first of all. <laughs> What is the, uh, what's the bar again, Muggs? This is O'Grady's in Granada Hills, California. The people that I've been hearing over the past uh, few months that you've been doing this segment, I'm surprised they have a job, much less Correct. a side hustle. They actually stay at the bar as well. They don't leave. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Jimmy. Jimmy, what's a good way to make extra money on a side hustle? Uh, at the, you know, on Sunset in uh, the 405, you can stand out there with a sign 
make a lot of side money right there. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. They make party bank. Do all those rich people out there? I actually uh, did that once. I stood in the middle of the road uh, for an hour with a sign and uh, made about $14.13. More than minimum wage at the time. You weren't a very good panhandler. <laughs> We're here with Veronica. Veronica, what's a good way to make money on a side hustle? What's a good side hustle? Wow. Take my money now. I'm here with Jim. Jim, what is a good way to make it a little extra cash these days? A good side hustle? Uh, it's probably Uber or Lyft or dealing drugs legit. So you what? you kind of cut out that tax thing with the weed now and then yeah that's pretty legit that's a good side hustle and also selling organs and blood <laughs> I'm sorry and plasma and other other bodily fluids that that works Monty how you doing buddy doing alright my man what you drinking having a, a Sam, Samuel Adams I think but a blue moon wouldn't be bad either Monty I gotta ask you you know Everybody trying to make a little extra cash nowadays with some side hustles. What would you recommend be a good one? Oh, man. Oh, 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 oh. If you only knew what I was thinking right now. Tell me what you're thinking, babe. No, I can't say it. I say it. Trouble. No, okay. Do it. No. The, the on, Kevin Amin K-Rock audience want to hear what, what your recommendation is. Okay, okay. Find the niche. Find the niche. A little small thing, man. You can make it happen. There's a genius in every son of a gun out in that son of a bitch. So you can find a way. <laughs> Everybody can find a way. So freaking little man. <laughs> yeah. Bean, your guess as to what Monty looks like. Because I, oh. I asked Bugs yesterday, and my impression was 1,000% wrong. I mean... T- Muggs has told us in the past that he is younger than we think he is. Right. But he sounds like, you know, a, just a bald with gray hair on the side, no. kind of overweight kind of guy. I was to picturing me. Tommy Chong. That was sort oh, of my guess. Oh, sure. I could okay. see that, too. Yeah. yeah. Muggs? What's he, what's he look like, Muggs? He just turned 22 a week ago. He did <laughs> no, not he turn 22. Come on. You're lying. <laughs> no, tell me what he looks like. He, uh, he's rail thin. And he, I got to say, he's in his late 40s. Really? He sounds yeah. much older than that. Height? Uh, about 5'7". Okay. What is this, Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to decide which way to swipe. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ucla speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hit it, Steve. I want to see some naked dudes. Right? I mean, it doesn't have to just be naked dudes. Right. Uh, that's what we're saying. The Kevin and Bean Built This Pool Singles Party is on, you guys. A week from Friday, we're going to be at the scene on the rooftop of Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino with you. Lots of singles taking the party bus there, staying at the newly renovated Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. So the, the concept here is you had a terrible trip to Las Vegas once upon a time. Yes. Now it's time for Sweet Redemption. Vegas Redo. Vegas Redo, right? So we're looking for you to bring three single friends, and we'll all get together for the party. And I think uh, my understanding is we have two pair or two packages, I should say, of four packs here to give away, Kevin. All right. So let's see who's first. First is uh, Desiree from Glendora. Hi. Hi. How are you guys? We are good. Thank you. Desiree, what went wrong in Las Vegas? Um, He pooped the shower. Wait, I mean, what? I like that you got. I like that you got right to the point, though. Who pooped? I went to Vegas with a guy I was seeing um, a while back, and he got crazy drunk. Had to walk him back to the hotel and take care of him. Next morning, I woke up, went in the bathroom. Oh man! um, I could smell something. Okay. 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 Good morning. That is not what you want. Oh dear. What was? No, yeah, yeah, no, we don't. I mean, we, we don't know. need detail. No, we got it. We understand. <laughs> um, was that the end of that relationship that weekend? I mean, he was a friend for a little bit, but I never told him. You never told him that he did it. No, I felt bad. It's embarrassing. Oh, what is oh, you're so nice? nice. You are nice. okay. What's his name? <laughs> First and last. <laughs> and where does he work? All right, Desiree. Great story. You hold on, please. I feel pretty good about Desiree's chances now. That's a that's a terrible weekend right there. She seems so kind too. She does. Yes. Uh, Chip thinks that's because of his hurt. Oh, <laughs> really? Chip, conspiracy chip. So let's go to Eddie in Los Angeles. Hi, Eddie. Hi, good morning, party people. We are looking for Vegas redos. What happened to you? So about a year ago, my buddy and I went to a rehab, a pool party at the Hard Rock. Uh, we, take some, we take some shots inside the room. We ended up going to the actual pool party. He got completely hammered, uh, ended up throwing up in the pool. Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> they escorted everyone out of the pool. Uh, they started to escort him out. And uh, I was trying to look for him, and at the end, I found him in the front getting arrested for pain in public. So I spend the rest of, I spend the rest of my day basically calling, you know, the local and finding out if he was okay, if he was going to get out. I ended up picking up picking him up from the station the following day, so I didn't do anything that night. But There's a lot of a lot of bodily functions going on in this segment right? today, right? <laughs> it's it's a little scary. <laughs> All right, so friend with vomit and pee in the pool. Okay, you please hold on, Eddie. Let's try Adam up next. HB on the Kevin and Bean Show. Adam, welcome. Talking about Vegas redos. What went wrong for you? So this was a spring break trip to Vegas for a friend's 21st birthday. We were staying at the Mirage. Okay. Being spring break, they're collecting deposits from everybody, putting them on credit cards. We were there for five days. First of all, too long to be in Vegas. Way too long. Agreed. Mm-hmm. 
night before we leave, uh, we're out celebrating. Uh, the It was the opening of the Beatles' Love at the Mirage yep. that, that year. So margarita special. My buddy Alex, it's his birthday. He's drinking strawberry margaritas all night, partying hard. We were up till maybe 4. Checkout, of course, is at 11.30. 11.15, I go over there to go check on him. I go into the room. There is strawberry margarita on the ceiling, on the walls, all over the bed. It looked like a murder scene. I could not believe he threw up this much margarita. Stuff. Wow. We had 15 minutes to go to checkout. That guy's like my brother. When you throw up on the ceiling, man, right? That's projectile. I could not. But I thought he murdered our friend that was staying in his room with him. Sure, understandable. Now, <laughs> Adam, if you won, would you be um, able to bring him so he could meet Kevin? No. <laughs> you know, I, I would invite him. He lives in Indiana. So. Good man. All right. We'll see. Good man. Have a lot in common for sure. All right, thank you. By the way, are any of these stories about bad Las Vegas weekends, Do they? are there any that don't involve somebody getting really, really drunk? Um, not so far. Because I thought there'd be, I don't know, unrelated to drinking, there might be some car accidents or some scams or some, you know, getting left behind or something like that, but it's all... You're in a tub without a kidney? Yeah, (laughs) something like that, right? But, all right, let's see. We have another drinker on the line? Sure. They're all drinkers. Uh, Hey, Remy in Ventura. Hey, party people. How's it going? Very good. Thank you. Vegas Redo, why? Hey, so this was supposed to be the best, most awesome Vegas weekend because my cousin, uh, he's a pretty big DJ, and he got us in to go see Major Lazer at the uh, at the Wynn Hotel. So we okay. got backstage access and all that good stuff. Well, I got extremely drunk, and I got in a big argument with my cousin backstage, and I got kicked out of the hotel. And the um, and after that, I was walking around Vegas for a little bit because my uh, I was just so upset, and it was just really late. Well, I ended up just kind of leaning up against the wall, and I fell asleep. Well, the worst part is we were leaving the next morning. So my phone battery died, and we were supposed to leave like at 10, and I didn't wake up till about noon, and those guys left without me. <laughs> they did the right thing. You know that, right? Yeah, there I you know, go. Man, I totally blew it. It was supposed to be great, and I just I totally blew it, and I missed my, my chance to have the best weekend ever in Vegas. <laughs> left behind. Boy. Wow. Sad and sad in Las Vegas are two different things, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well done. Good story, sir. Appreciate that. we got time for a couple more. How about uh, Riverside's Madeline up next to the Kevin Bean Show? Hey, Madeline. Hi. Um, unlike everyone else's story, I was not intoxicated. Come on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, then you're not our kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> we were hanging out in our hotel room, and some drunk guy was pretty sure that our room was his hotel oh, room and no. aggressively banging on the door um we called security and we're just gonna wait it out uh but some of our other friends uh came back and they were in the hallway arguing with him so i had to open the door and he rushed in ran into my friend she hit her head i ended up having to put him in a chokehold on the bathroom floor nice I look at madeline my head madeline's <laughs> regulating i love it <laughs> yeah yeah i got my girls back <laughs> <laughs> all right wonder woman you hang on let's do one more let's make it whitney and downey oh did we just lose yep, her? we, we just lost it oh we lost her all right how about uh, joe in la then line seven hey joseph hey uh so i was in vegas for my birthday uh this year actually and you know i met a girl in got pretty hammered and then we went back to my hotel and uh, she said she needed to use the restroom. Once uh, you know, I let her use the restroom and went to my bed, I was like, yes, finally. 
uh, 10 minutes past, 15 minutes past, and I was like, okay, she's dead. So I went to knock on the door, and she's like, yeah, I'm okay. And then I was like, okay, went back to the bed. And after 30 minutes, I actually went inside, uh-huh. found, her, found her in the restroom, threw up everywhere. And I'm like, holy crap. So I got her naked, threw her in the top, went to get security, and I told her, look, I found a uh, drunk girl in the elevator. She went to use the restroom, so I brought her to her room to use the restroom. And then she threw it over my, my inside of the bathroom, and she's like, well, they caught her friend, and they found her because they were staying in the same hotel. Got her friends to clean up the mess. And then the security came with a wheelchair and wheeled her out, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I uh, I lost track of this story like four minutes ago. I gotta be honest, there was a lot going on in that story, Joseph. All right, hang on, sir. That's a good batch of, of right? fun people right there. How do you well, pick? I, well, I think we all love Desiree, right? Mm-hmm. Guy pooped in the shower? Yes. Yeah, she's very sweet. She love didn't her. even tell him, by the way. Now we run into a tough spot here, though. I liked Madeline very much with the, you know, with the, the chokehold. I like that. I thought Eddie's Eddie's story was real good, too. I mean, who do you guys like? Of the of the If we can pick a dude, who do you like? If we can pick a dude, who do we like? Remy, of course, uh, overslept, got left behind in Las Vegas. That's a bad, that's a bad weekend to re- t- try to get uh, out of your mind. Yeah. Hmm. I guess so. What do you think, Ali? Um... I don't know if it's tough to pick. Would Eddie bring his friend that got, that peed in the pool? Because Adam's not going to bring his friend that threw up red margarita everywhere. Well, do you want to <laughs> check and make sure? Yeah, because I don't want him to bring it. Yeah, him, right? ask Eddie. Okay. Hey, Eddie. Oh no, I'm not bringing it. All, All right, right, that's the answer. Okay. All right, you're coming with us. Uh, you and three friends, and Desiree and three friends as well. It's a week from Friday. It's Kevin and Bean's Built This Pool Singles Party. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. By the way, that's not to look past our friend Jensen Carp, who just joins us. Right? Here hey, guys, I admit it. I'm here. <laughs> you admit it. I do. Jensen, this was a, uh, and you are a hip hop correspondent, and yes. this was a surprise to us when we woke up and saw that R. Kelly had a new song out, Out of the Blue. 19 that minutes was... long, which is what every good song is. <laughs> 19 <laughs> minutes long. And I'm just trying to figure out did he just wake up recently and said, I got a lot of stuff I got to get off my chest? He just was tired of being challenged all the time and he felt like he had to fight back? Or what's the what's your read on what the point is of this thing? Well, the idea is, is that for the past uh, over a decade, he has been. Uh, uh, basically uh, maligned and, and beaten and, and, and told he is a pedophile. Right. Which is not something you necessarily are chill with. Uh, right. But but it was, all of that was based on a lot of his behavior, oh, correct? absolutely. He okay. married Aaliyah when she was 15. Right. Uh, her, okay, so. Her, her parents ended up having to have it annulled. Uh, on top of that, he's had uh, suit after suit filed against him. And then recently, uh, it was said that he was running what is considered a cult of women that he doesn't feed or give enough water to. Or I mean, it's a crazy story, and it seems to be ringing true. Wow. So and he releases this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's called I Admit. And it's awful. And it's it, awful. Oh, it's awful. Sure. It's 19 minutes long. Uh-huh. It doesn't really admit anything. Does, does, am I alone in thinking that? No, he well, hits on certain topics, but it doesn't. he doesn't apologize for any of it. No, he mostly just admits that he's dyslexic. Yeah. He also admits that he he has some of the greatest songs of all time. Sure. He, <laughs> I, he admits almost nothing in the song regarding, he, he says he's been with old women and young women, but what defines pedophile? And I'm like, dude, I could clearly do that for you if Age. you need me to yeah it's just if they're under 18 it's just math right. <laughs> uh, and then I, it's just not it's not a it's not a hot track it's no there's nothing good about it and we should have canceled r kelly years ago this shouldn't even be a thing so i like it that he did a 19 minute song called i admit where he admits nothing almost nothing how at long all. do you think the song would have to be for him to get to oh i admitting a, stuff i have a pitch for him okay okay it just goes like this i admit 
I'm a pedophile. And then the song ends. And then it's just three seconds long. It's a hot song. Shortest song ever. And yeah. then sadly, he would still have fans. Yeah. No, yes. it does seem like, yeah, because yeah, he, he debuted this song live on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So uh, the way all of us uh, sure. hot rappers and musicians release stuff. Uh, because, you know, Spotify won't put his music up anymore. Really? Yeah. He's been pretty much taken off of all streaming uh, devices. I didn't know that. And I was wondering how he continues to be successful with all of these kinds of charges hanging over him. Well, yeah. I think, you know, there's the longstanding argument about separating the art from the artist. And I think R. Kelly is so popular, like Michael Jackson was, that his fans love his music so much they are willing to ignore everything that's going on in his personal life. Or elect him president. You know, that's sure. sort of the yeah. thing that we do nowadays. And I guess the thing, too, is is he does mention I'm different than my art in the song. Right. Um, but it, it rings true. I don't feel that way. I feel like when Louis C.K. did the I Love You Daddy movie, it was way too far. I feel that if you look back at Woody Allen's strange Manhattan movies and things where they're dating young women, uh, it's terrifying. And this song is that evidence. The O.J. If I Did It book, if you will. Mm-hmm. I admit I can't spell for shit. I admit that all I hear is hits. I admit I couldn't read the teleprompter when the Grammys asked me to present. All right, so we can't read and write. Yeah. Jensen, is the reason he's not in jail that people get paid off before they're able to file charges? Uh, that has supposedly, allegedly happened before. There's also a weird thing where if you look back at his songwriting credits, there are people who only appear for one song. And they've done a lot of research for it, and it's parents of kids what? Who, oh, yeah. My. Who are like involved. So he has done things in the past where he's paid off people also with songwriting credits, and it's all, all messed up. Wow. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Right, not good. Here's more of the song. I admit, I admit I'm a freak. Used to go to strip clubs every week. All right. All right well, you know, I don't know. I don't know where. Right. I don't know if that's illegal, R. Kelly. But who these again trying to say I am, and I'm not, and I put that on chief. I admit I fuck with all the ladies. That's both older and young ladies. But tell me how they call it pedophile because of that bitch. That's crazy. You may have your opinions. Entitled to your opinions. But really, am I supposed to go to jail or lose my career because your opinion? I mean, I mean, your opinion isn't what's at stake here. It's no, the law. It's opinion versus fact. Right. Those are two completely different things. There's a law that says you can't have sex with underage people. Yeah, and I like that law. That law's great. Yes. Yeah. I don't think we should change it. It's a it. solid mm-hmm. law, and we all live by it. Yes. And he yes. seems to not understand it. And if you're going to do it, don't videotape it and pee on him. Right. right, that is a small too. detail. Yeah, yeah, that is a small detail. I admit a family member touched me, touch me, touch me, touch me. Okay, now that's weird. Now he's that's... saying he was molested. Yes, yes but which, it, but which... it's super dark. But I just want to point out that it's super dark, and he's going, "Touch me, touch me, touch me." His ad libs. What are, the? His ad libs are the best part of the song <laughs> uh, because there is a part where he says, uh, "I admit I was feeling stupid." Uh, it's when he, the IRS took his home away. So he says, I admit I was feeling stupid staying in the Homewood Suites. And then the ad lib is, no disrespect. <laughs> so <laughs> while he's writing the song, he's also looking at, for possible advertising in the future. <laughs> he didn't want to step on <laughs> Homewood Suites. Yeah. I admit a family member touched me. Touch me, touch me, touch me. From a child to the age 14. Yeah. One I laid asleep. Took my virginity So scared to say something So I just put the blame on me 
Is this a new revelation, or is this something that he had talked about before, Jesse? That is new. Yeah, that's that, new, right? That's a new one. So is dyslexia. People had always sort of assumed because he, he always put himself in positions where he didn't have to read. But that's really the only two things that, that popped that's up it. as new. Yeah. In 19 minutes. Yeah, and yeah, and he just over and over again says things like, but this is my advice to you because I'm also a parent. Don't push your daughter in my face and tell me it's okay because your agenda is to get paid and get mad when it doesn't go your way. So his new thing is just don't bring me any kids. It's right. you. It's your wow. fault. You don't bring me kids. It's you're your fault, wow. parents. Yeah, you're enabling me by having children at my concert. <laughs> oh, good God! That's what you're doing. It's not and, fair. And if he, if they announced a Staples Center show right now, yeah, it would probably sell out. I don't. I don't I'm, know. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I would like to see it play out because I feel like he would just be at a smaller venue. But I'm probably underestimating the R. Kelly army. Yeah. Maybe, but he also said he's broke. Yeah, I know. And then he tours to play his. It pays pay his more rent. Yeah. Boy, yeah. oh boy. It's not the happiest song of the whole week. No. Can I suggest so many different R&B singers sure. for you? Miguel? Mm-hmm. Listen to Miguel. He has no sexual crimes. <laughs> There's so many people you could listen to that have no problems having children at their concerts or having parents be like, meet my daughter. Oh, don't do that. It's like, that's insane. <laughs> There's so much R&B. All you have to do is look it up on iTunes and, and you'll find so many people that are good singers. And you can actually move past R. Kelly and leave please, him behind. Yeah. Please. All right. It's uh, 732 now on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Jensen Kerpus here. Hey, Jensen. Hello. You uh, didn't go to Comic-Con this year, right? No, I have I have stayed away. My my anxiety has made it so I don't want to be oh, around Oh, you hate being around that many people? Yeah, yeah, I can't do it anymore. Even Kevin said there were a lot of people. There were a lot of Kevin people. usually has no problems with the crowds. There were a lot of people, but I loved it, and I'd go back next year. Yeah, I did see video of you where you were just sort of floating around like Bill Murray in Japan, <laughs> <laughs> like just slowly lost in translation. That may have happened. Yeah, finding your way around a bunch of nerds. It's possible, sure. But it did look fun. I watched your live stream. I was like, oh, man, that Here's the thing about uh, the people down there. They love being there. Yes. It's so much positive energy. I, and there's nobody that's like critical of other people's costumes or anything. It's just very accepting and full of love and everybody's excited it's about a being there. judgment-free zone yeah. and also a shower-free zone. Okay, maybe as well, yes. <laughs> Both things it is. So I played some clips earlier in the week from uh, John Cena and Haley Steinfeld and a bunch of different people. But uh, I didn't play the RZA interview yet. <laughs> Got a chance to interview him. And, you know, we had him in for Man with the Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, he sat down, and he was there to do a panel on martial arts movies and music. And so I wanted to find out how he got interested in martial arts movies. When did you start loving that genre of movie? Uh, I saw my first martial art film at the age of about nine years old. And uh, never turned back. <laughs> Love at first sight, as they say. Right? <laughs> what was the first movie that caught your attention? Yeah, I actually remember it because it was a double feature, right? It was uh, it was called Fury of the Dragon, which was like a chopped up version of a Bruce Lee movie. Right. That wasn't a real movie, but it was in a theater. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it played with a movie called Black Samurai, which was Jim Kelly. And that was my double feature. That was it. <laughs> and I was like, yo, this was different than when I seen this action and this kicking and all that. I just fell in love and never let go. Loves it so much. So now he's doing a, a movie called Cutthroat City, which is based in the Ninth Ward in um, Louisiana, New Orleans, mm-hmm. during Hurricane Katrina. And he's talking about some of the uh, we- odd, weird people that he ran into while filming the movie. And he put some of them in the movie. You know, we had this one guy, not to get too crazy, but he had been shot multiple times. Ooh. Talk with a... <laughs> and I was like, all right, we're going to get you a scene. All right? <laughs> That's gonna, a real deal. Come on. We're going to work you out. Work <laughs> yeah. it out. 
<laughs> it's funny. When he met me, he tried to sell me a car. Like, he came to our set and tried to sell me his car. Did he know who you were? Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. That's why he thought he would okay. get an easy sell. And I was like, hold on, bro. I didn't come to buy no car, man. <laughs> I'm making a movie here. We got all the cars we need. I'll make a counterproposal. You'll be in yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah, but I love that tattoo. Why don't you just jump on in the film? <laughs> So then his uh, movie, Cutthroat City, comes out in February, and I invited him back in on the Kevin and Bean Show. In February, when it comes out, if it is February, come back into the Kevin and Bean Show. Oh, that'd be my pleasure. Yeah, we'd love to talk to you about it. Bong, bong. Thank Thanks, you, Kevin. Respect. All right, so... <laughs> wait, hold, what? <laughs> hold on, hold on. What? Bong, so, bong? That was my thought. Um, I was interviewing him, and he said bong, bong, and for some reason I felt like I should totally know what that is, so keep your mouth shut and don't embarrass yourself. Right. Then we went out and looked up, looked it up in the Urban Dictionary. It says a term popularized by Wu Tang Clan's RZA. Okay. So he came up with it. Yeah. Okay. Used oh. used as emphasis, much like the word word. Right. Jensen, you've heard of this. Heard of this? This is, I mean, yeah. it's an obscure deep cut if you're just walking around saying bong bong. But yeah. yes, RZA has been saying bong bong as sort of word up right. for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. When I I had talked to him. Uh, in my prior life as a rapper, I wanted to work with him because he's one of my favorites. And he said bong bong over and over again in that conversation <laughs> wow. to a point where I just kind of deducted what it was. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's just his, like, yeah, word. I didn't deduct anything. I looked up in Urban Dictionary, but this is it. Yeah. Bong bong. Bong bong. Now you yeah. have to use it in your everyday life. I mean, can we pull that off, do you think? Uh, try it. Like, let's try it together. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, man, it was good seeing you today. Thanks for having me on the show. Bong bong. Uh, no. <laughs> well, you don't say it like no. that. Hey, no. how do you know, Bean? Because and it's uh, you force it. it. You right. force it. Jensen, let have Bean try it. All right, Bean. Hey, man. Uh, have a good day. Thanks for having me on the show, Bean. Bog bog. <laughs> you know what? That actually kind that of. Wasn't oh, bad. How dare it you? Bad. It was the same thing I did. No, you know what? He had a bit of a high bong bong. He had like a cool inflection. You went bong bong. Wow. <laughs> okay, ask me something that yeah. I that I might not believe to be true. Okay, Allie, that R. R. Kelly song I admit's pretty good. Bong bong. That's, that works. Can it? I say it like word? Well, no, because it's not. That's well, not word. Be. That's not See? how you use word. Though. That is how you use word. No, like if a... you question something, go word. I've never heard word used like that. It's Come more on. of an emphasize things. Isn't I think it? his is like word up, word up. Like I okay. think he's saying like that's cool, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Try me. All right. Hey, Jensen, thanks so much for stopping in today. Bong, bong! No, no, <laughs> no. no. I, I also, and the hands on hips. I, I no, also, absolutely not. Did you not. like the way I stood on the chair? Nope. Oh, damn it. All right, <laughs> who was best out of all of us? Who was best? I, I Bean. Honestly, Bean took Bean, it. wow. Thank you. Jensen, is, is it a weird gig being in the Wu-Tang Clan? I, I, it can't be good. They seem to have problems with each other. They mm-hmm. don't uh, get along. If you really read You God's book, which came out, which I'm sure you all did. Sure. Uh, you God's bong, book. Bong, bong. Bong, bong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it hinted to the idea that they uh, all think RZA stole money from them. So I don't oh, think no. It, but they are playing. I don't mean to plug them, but they're playing this Friday night at the Shrine doing 36 Chambers front to back. And if you okay. haven't right. seen them lately, whoo, they still, do they put on a show? I, they're still pretty. I, I, I they, They've went back and forth about being good and bad. Oh. Recently, I think it's been better. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen them in a couple years. I'm not trying to sell tickets. they were, wow, not good. Well, Method Man, always good. Mm -hmm. There's a couple people that are always good in the group, but yes, people go in and out of just standing up there almost doing like a, you know, crisscross leg style, just rapping at the audience. Right. Right. But they still have some energy. All right. Bong, bong. There you go. The other uh, the other thing that happened at Comic Con this weekend, Kevin, is that at some point you, were completely oblivious to the camera, it seemed like, were having the time of your life playing Miss Pac Man in San Diego. Well, I tried to explain this is how my mind works. Because we were at a party and we had a drink or ten, 
And I lost my friends. I lost Dave. I lost Christine. I didn't know where anyone was. So I just started wandering around. And then I saw a Miss Pac-Man game. I was like, ooh, Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> Completely <laughs> forgot that I lost my friends. And I started playing Miss Pac-Man. And they found me and videotaped mm-hmm. it. Stryker saw that. Stryker, who loves Miss Pac-Man. Sure. And left me this message. Kevin, what's up? It's Stryker calling. I was going to call the Afro line, but I can't remember the number. <laughs> For the Afro line, but I, you're at Comic Con, I saw, which I, what do you do there? You just, you walk around, at, look at Chewbacca and stuff? I don't understand. But anyway, I saw a picture of you on the internet playing Mrs. Pac Man. I love Miss Pac Man so much. Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Sue. Can you believe Clyde got screwed? Clyde was one of the ghosts in the first one, but they said, F Clyde, we're going to bring in Sue for Miss Pac Man. And I don't think people, I love Miss Pac-Man, so, not as much as a lizard on a hot square, but Mrs. Pac-Man, they have intermissions in the game, and they show you, and it's like 10-year-olds playing the game. Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man have, are having sex in the intermissions until a stork, I love storks too, because they're long, they drop off a baby. Junior Pac-Man! So Pac-Man and Mrs. Pac-Man have sex right in front of your eyes at the intermission. Junior Pac-Man is dropped off, and then if you get real far in the game, and I play Pac-Man and this Pac-Man a lot, there's a bug at the end. But anyway, cherry, strawberry, orange, pretzel, apple, pear, banana. Cherry, strawberry, orange, pretzel, apple, pear, banana. Gobble up the fruits. I don't know what you do with cum. I don't understand cum. I don't understand. But uh, I hope you play Miss Pac-Man some more. I'm also an expert in Donkey Kong Jr. I have a, I'm having a wonderful day. It's pretty nice out. I did see one lizard, no ducks, and I, God, I hope I see turtles again. Did you pick up? No. Hello? How do you think I picked up here? All right. I think, okay, bye. How do you think I picked up after a minute and a half of a message? Why would I pick up? Oh, he got the Donkey Kong. I'm in. Got up on this one. Bum, I do bum. like that he saw. He said, "I saw you. I saw a video of you on the internet. On the internet. Like it's just somewhere on." I'm like, oh, "It's on Drudge right now. <laughs> no big deal." It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Allie's here with what's happening on a Tuesday. I would like to apologize to people that got very used to me doing the lottery update. Oh. Including Karen on Twitter who said, where's the lottery update, Allie? You know what, Karen? You are totally right. Here's the thing. It, see, here's what doesn't matter is I bought the winning tickets yesterday. Okay. So you could tell right. the story if you want, but. Uh, we use a different service now. I see. The okay. one we use does not have a lottery update. So it doesn't tell me when the lottery is up to $512 million. <gasps> this one has drawing tonight. I had no idea. Yeah, Mega Millions drawing tonight. $512 million. That means the cash option. Three hundred and three million. I hope no other loser ties me for it, so I have to split it. Oh, right? two ways. Right? Yeah, that would suck, Kevin. I mean, really. So I just want to apologize. I will be more on top of the lottery, Mega Millions. What did we say when, when the take home is more than what two hundred million? That's when I should start. I mean, really, that's it. sort of only when we pay attention, okay. which is absurd. We know, right? We get it. But Absolutely. So this is my life until I win the lottery. Right. <laughs> We had done uh, this topic a while ago about the saddest songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Like what song just stops you in your tracks and you're just sobbing? Well, Forbes came out with a interview of all sorts of different singers, guitarists, 
musicians in general, what song do they just lose it when it comes on? And I would like to play for you two of our favorites and what their saddest songs are. First up is Dave Grohl. And I didn't see this one coming at all. It's a little song by Eric Carmen, All By Myself. That is a pretty sad song. But here's what Dave Grohl said. That song's just an effing bummer. Want a clear room? Put that effing S on. (laughs) So I feel like he was just making more fun of it than saying that was really the one that got him. However, Panic at the Disco's Brevin, your Brevin. Brevin? Yeah. I changed ends ends into V's sometimes. Okay. Makes it kind of ethnic. Okay. Brendan Urie has a song that kills me anytime I hear it. It's by one of my favorite human beings in the world, Bonnie Raitt. It's I Can't Make You Love Me. Love songs on the coast this morning, right? <laughs> Allie, stop. Come on, Mike Sacklaridis. What are you doing? <laughs> I just love <laughs> That's a great it reference. so much. He says that I can't make you love me. Every time I hear it, I go Niagara Falls. Alone in a room, I could be in a crowded bar. Oh, my God, I love it. There's something about that, too. There's that factor. I remember hearing Adele talk about this like three years ago. She said it has to end up on an album where I'm crying in the studio, like recording take after take because I'm crying in the studio. There's something special about that. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Why were they talking to people about the saddest songs in the world? Because sad songs say so much. Okay. Good answer. Yeah. Oh, Kevin, no need to flip me off of that. (laughs) Just saying. Just file it. Just Kevin, do you, have a, do you have a song that, uh, that slays you? Um, yeah, it's Foo Fighters Home. Really? Really? Yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah it's um, I Really Just Wish I Was Home. Yeah. He's talking about you know his family and everything. He's on the road. I don't it's think just, about Foo Fighters songs as ever being sad. I don't maybe, either. Uh, maybe I'm not a big lyric guy. Home is a great song. Yeah. All right. What about you, Bean? Uh, just Barbie Girl by Aqua. Yeah. Sure. Ooh, right. I mean, that's all of us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mine's probably uh, Mouse Rat, Bye Bye Lil Sebastian. <laughs> That's pretty sad. Very. I'm going to miss that mini pony. Oh, he's in horsey heaven, you guys. He is. Right. Oh, good Lord. Well, Blink-182 has announced a small run of shows following a string of cancellations of their Vegas residency. Dude, so Travis is good now. He appears to be. Oh, that makes these, me. Uh, these start in September. That makes me feel so good. Absolutely. I'm... They've got everything from Riot Fest, which they were going to do, to shows um, everywhere from Connecticut, New Jersey, Iowa. And then they have announced uh, their shows at the Pearl Theater at the Palms Casino, October 26th, 27th, November 2nd, 3rd, 9th, 10th, 16th, and 17th. So we are back on so happy. with Blink-182. I like it. Now, did they take your advice and bubble wrap him? They should. My God. He's had a rough go of it. He really yeah. has. Yeah. When he's not getting blood clots, he's getting hit by a bus. And the nicest person in the world. Absolutely. There's no one who wants to be on stage more than Travis Barker, let alone just rehearsing. Yep. 
And I don't know if you know, but they rehearsed for different I've heard that. I heard a lady yeah. talk about that, yeah. There was a drunk woman that was yelling at him. She was reason. wasted. Right? It was insanity. <laughs> um, coming up, I'm going to tell you about a studio recording of David Bowie that's up for auction that was found in a really weird place. And it's okay. one of the first recordings of David Bowie ever when he was kind of finding his way in the music business. And you won't believe where someone found it. Hmm. Bizarre. No, Chip, stop pointing at your butt. <laughs> it wasn't in Chip's butt. But wow, what a find, right? I mean, that is a yeah. good guess. Some birthdays for you. Linda Carter, Gus Van Zandt, Anna Paquin, Michael Richards, Kristen Chenoweth, Jennifer Lopez, Rose Byrne, Elizabeth Moss, and Lakers forward Kyle Kuzma. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Cold Robin, we've got trouble. Let's put the fun in funeral. This is weird. He's seen your underwear? Oh, hiya, B-Man. Harley Quinn here. How do you like my new uniform? Face it, Tiger. You just met the ultimate Spider-Woman. Oh, you look so lovely. Excuse me, Mr. Owl. Can you tell me how many licks does it take to... I'm Tara. You do my voice? You don't sound like me. I'm versatile. I used to do this voice a lot. Yeah, I wish you'd seen it. And pretty Pegasus. Oh, that montage was exhausting. <laughs> and now you know why we are in awe of our next guest, ladies and gentlemen, the voice actress of our times, Tara Strong, in studio with us now on the Kevin Amin Show Hey, Tara! Oh, hi, guys. That was awesome. There was one little mistake in there. Oh, though. no, what was yeah, it? Yeah, Arlene Sorkin was the original Harley, and you had her on there, and ah. she is a goddess. So I came in um, during the video games, and now I do it pretty much full-time, but, right. but everything uh, else was right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we had wanted to do a montage of all of your characters, it would be 11.30 by the time it finished playing. <laughs> you have over 500 acting credits, Tara. I like to say that I win IMDb. You do. You I may. Yeah. I win. Yeah, yeah. Is, is there anyone who has more IMDb credits than you? I don't I don't think so. That's amazing. That is crazy. <laughs> wow. And I know that you get asked a lot of the same questions uh, a lot of the time about how to get into and how do you do it and how do you take care of your voice and all that. But the one story I've never heard you tell is, how did you get started? Weren't you just a kid when you were Hello Kitty? Yeah. So I knew when I was four years old that I wanted to be a singer, dancer, actress. And I begged my parents to get me an agent. I grew up in Toronto and they didn't really know much about the business. 
business. And finally, they got me one when I was 13. Mm-hmm. And I booked my first TV show, which was an on-camera show with Mr. T. And awesome. my first musical theater was Music Man. And my first cartoon, which was Hello Kitty. And I didn't know that that was going to be primarily what I would do in my career. It was just, in Toronto, I had a very well-rounded career. I still did on-camera, which I do now, too. Sometimes I had a movie mm-hmm. out last summer. But but that is mostly what I do. And I, I didn't foresee that when I was when I was younger. But it's certainly so fun. So, <laughs> I can't so, complain. So how did anyone even think of, because most people never think about voice actors, right? Well, I think they do now because of the internet. Well, yeah, maybe, <laughs> sure. not, maybe not. But, but, when, that. but yeah. when you were coming up, it's just it's amazing that somebody had the foresight to say, hey, in addition to the on-camera work, let's just take advantage of Tara's voice and try to find her some work that way. I mean, that's super smart that they even thought of that. Yeah, I think, I don't know that anyone ever saw it coming. Like I said, it was just another audition. It was another sh- production co-produced in Canada. Um, and that was lucky for me that I had over 20 animated series to my name before I moved here with American Co-Production. So it wasn't like I was just someone getting off the bus going, hey, I want to do voices. It seemed like a pretty small community of people who do... It's really tiny. They do everything. Yeah. Yeah. I see the same 20 people everywhere I go. You do? Uh Uh-huh. So breaking into that business must be incredibly difficult. It's really, really hard. And so I have a problem with people, you know, charging a fortune for hopefuls and saying pay to audition. Never, ever pay to audition. I didn't know that was a thing. It's such a horrible thing. You have to pay them to audition? Yeah. And and people take advantage of kids that really want to get in. I'm like, hey, here, make this demo for $5,000 and do this. The only thing you should be doing if that's really your passion is taking acting classes, singing Mm -hmm. lessons, scene study, so that you, when you get into the booth, you're not intimidated and you're ready and you're prepared. Because if you're too nervous and you and you mess up, you'll never get another shot. Are you still going on auditions? I feel like you should just pick up the phone and they're like, "Here's what we need. Here's the so script." That happens a lot, uh-huh. but I do still audition every day. I have my own home studio, and often you have to audition for a part you've already had, which can be. What? Very upsetting and, and hard. You have to audition for a part you already had. Yeah, because there's often different, you know, producers that come in or even studio heads that come in and say, let's try this, let's try that. And my agent will say, do you mind? They want you to audition again. If you say no, then you're out of the running. Sure. So unfortunately, <laughs> it's That's part bizarre. of my job. And I do it all the time. So, Interesting. Yeah. such a surprise. Yeah. Now, forgive me if this is a delicate question, but I honestly don't know because you're clearly so good at so many voices on so many shows. Why don't people like The Simpsons and Family Guy and shows like that also have somebody like you on on staff? Well, I've I've been on Family Guy many times. You have? Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I've been really fun players on a lot of those Fox primetime shows and booked a lot of pilots and done a bunch of stuff for them. The only show I haven't been on is Simpsons. But uh-huh. I've done, I did a Futurama. That that stuff's really fun. Especially when you're doing like kid voices all day. Like, I'll never forget my mother-in-law was visiting and she came with me to Rugrats and then from Rag- Rugrats we went to Drawn Together. And I was like, just so you know, this is not the Rugrats. <laughs> um, when when you're walking around in the in the real world and you do your regular voice, which I understand is your is your Batgirl, right? You're, Pretty you're, much, yeah. She is okay. Mm-hmm. Do people ever recognize you for any of the other voices that you've done just because they hear your real voice? It's more that they see my face because, like I said, because of the internet. I, I don't know that my predecessors knew how loved they were, but now pe- people look up who their favorite voice actor is and who's on what show. So I get recognized in my daily life here and there, and people say, "Oh, I love this show. I love that show." But at cons, I. I'm like oh. J Lo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or like if I go into a GameStop, you know, like oh sure. my god, that's so strong. <laughs> you know, so I know my peoples. <laughs> I can well, imagine that you're going to say all of them are special. They're like your children. But do you have a favorite voice? So that is true because mm-hmm. I don't know 
what horseshoe I was born under, but to get to play Harley and Batgirl and Raven and Timmy Turner and Bubbles and Twilight, like, it, they're so iconic, these characters, and I feel so lucky. But when... I, I don't know what little girl didn't love The Little Mermaid. Like, the per- the poster is still hanging in my childhood bedroom. Oh, really? And so shortly after I moved to town, I booked her daughter, and we worked on the sequel together. And singing in studio with Jodie Benson, I was like, bawling. Oh, wow. <laughs> totally fangirling. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I've just loved you for so long. So that has a really special place right. in my heart for The Mermaid, too. Yeah. This is the voice of Tara Strong here on The Kevin Beach Show. We're talking about, among other things, the Teen Titans go to the movies in theaters everywhere this Friday. Now, that's what you were at Comic-Con for this past weekend, right? Well, that's one of the things. I had about a thousand things. Oh, did you? Okay. Teen Titans Go has a crazy fan base, too, like so many of the other shows you've been on? And the movie also has... A hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. How about that? How often does that happen? I've never seen it happen. And it's such a funny movie. It's so fun. I just saw it for the second time at the premiere and laughed even more. And it's 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 earning that that rating. It's just fun. It it has to feel like you've done show movies, TV shows, whatever before, where you thought it was fantastic and the critics are like, "Mm." Yes, Yes, that's happened many times. And that has to suck. But then you do something like this and they say 100%. You go, okay, well, that's what I think. I I I agree with you. The reaction has been overwhelming and really surprising and it's making us really happy because at first when we started doing the show, fans were hesitant because it wasn't the continuation of where we left off the original series, which ended at a crazy pivotal story arc. So people were like, wait, it's coming back, but it's not that, and they're TVs. 2006? Yeah. Is that when it was? I, I, something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. And so at first the fans weren't on board, but then I think because they kept the original voice cast, which was very clever, they, they ended up falling in love with us. And I think this is just going to propel that even further because it really is so funny. The songs are fantastic. They just released a video yesterday, and there's super fun um, you know, celebrity stars in it too, and obviously the original cast is my family, and it's just a great, fun time. I remember when um, I remember when uh, celebrities started taking over for models on magazine covers. And a lot of models were like, "Hey, wait a minute! You just hired her because they're famous." Is some of that going on in the voice world now, where you have people like Nicolas Cage and whoever this Jimmy Kimmel guy is doing voices <laughs> in Teen Titans? I mean, do you look at them and go, "Hey, wait a minute! You're not voice actors." Well, when you look at the original big animated features, they didn't have any huge celebrities in them, and so that's been a transition for a long time. I feel and- like Robin Williams is the one who kind of changed everything. Yeah, and I have no problem with huge A-list celebrities coming in if they're amazing, and they are. I mean, I can't tell you how awesome it was doing Batgirl alongside Mark Hamill. There's not a bigger on-camera star than Mark (laughs) Hamill. But he's fantastic at it. So, I always say it's like asking a tap dancer if they do ballet. Not everybody does. So if they're great at it, I welcome it. You had to give Nick Cage Superman. Come on. I mean, I mean, yeah. Sure. And the other guys did a great job. So if they're doing a good job, I'm okay with it. And Will Arnett, by the way, hilarious. What a a voice! And so funny, and with Lego and with everything else, he's He's great. Uh All right. So the synopsis. Before we let you go, Tara, the synopsis of Teen Titans, though, these are uh, not your A-list superheroes. But they band together to make greatness happen. They really do, and it's so sweet. You know, Robin, who is the leader on the show, he's played by Scott Menville, who's absolutely brilliant and tireless. Like, really, Raven just does this the entire time. And (laughs) he's, like, all over the place. And he really wants his own movie, and we're not big enough stars to have our own movie. And so the whole film becomes about that and really how you lose yourself when you get to Hollywood, which I've seen happen a few times. And it's just an all-around fun, good time. And the Teen Titans... 
are going on this adventure in Hollywood. But the downside is it only got 100% of right. Yeah, what a bummer. You got to deal with that. But great timing because everyone needs a laugh right now, maybe more than ever. Oh, that's what I said on the carpet. I think the world is ready for a laugh. And I just think it's a good time to just sit down and turn off your brain and have have a good time. Well, it's DC Entertainment and Cartoon Network, and it is uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, available in theaters everywhere this Friday. Fun for the whole family. Tara, let's not make it so long next time you came in, all right? Okay. Really fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Hey, Dave King of Mexico. Good morning, guys. How's your day going? Well, thank you. All right. <laughs> All right. The show sounds good, so keep it up. All right. All right. Thanks for the pep talk. Yeah, Appreciate that. You ready for a brand new <laughs> Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup? Sure. Wake up. Wake up. And watch the Internet Roundup. Yeah. One of the most controversial video clips of the whole year is what we're going to feature first here. Who is America is Sasha Baron Cohen's show on Showtime Sunday nights. I think I may be out on this show, Kevin. I'm way in because I just I, I can't imagine people actually do this. Here's here's my whole thing. I see plenty of stupid in the world on a daily basis. Are you referring need... to me with that? No, <laughs> not at all. all right, I'm okay. talking about the people that you then tune in Sunday night on the Showtime show and see concentrated doses of really stupid people. Uh, especially this representative from the House in Georgia. Now, I guess Sasha Baron Cohen's character, he's playing a Mossad character, is trying to teach him how to combat terrorism. Yes. This representative from Georgia will do or say any words that Sasha Baron Cohen wants him to say or do. Here's an example. We pretend to be a Chinese tourist because the Chinese always taking selfies. Okay, convince him or her that you are Chinese. Go. Red dragon, Beijing, sushi, red dragon chopstick, sushi, sushi, Good. Let's look at the picture. He's not a terrorist. All right, stop the tape right there. That's the thing that Adam Carolla almost lost a radio show over, was doing that kind of an accent, all right? This Georgia representative, no problem whatsoever with mocking Asian speech. Yeah. Is but that wait, getting the right... Ugh, I know. Sorry. There's, everything about it yeah. is wrong. But wait, there's more. In America, there is one forbidden word. It is the N-word. Now, I am going to be the terrorist... You have three seconds to attract attention. Go! Are you crazy? The N-word is noony. Not this world. This world is disgusting. By the way, are you crazy indeed? That <laughs> He couldn't have been more happy to scream it. And it won't surprise you that there are calls all over Georgia for him to resign his position in the House of Representatives. And he says, no, he will not. He defends his behavior on the show. you got to see it. That's scary. This may be my favorite Internet Roundup video in a long time. Doesn't say which McDonald's it's <laughs> oh, at. Oh, boy. Kevin, would you have ever done what this guy did when you drove up to the McDonald's if this was going on? Absolutely. If I'm going to clean on my day off, I'm going to clean on. at home. Let me set it up. He st- he stands there and records it. He pulls up next to the drive-through, and rather than the person on the other side of the glass talking to him, she's clearly in the middle of a phone call. So he just starts recording it, and he yeah. never tries to, tries to interrupt. <laughs> He's he doing never, the right thing. Yeah, he never sure. tries to say hello, ma'am. Could you get off the phone and take my order? He just sits there and tapes it. You can't believe how long it goes on. All right. If I'm gonna clean on my day off, I'm gonna clean at home. And it was hotter than a mother in here, dude. I'm like, I'm not cleaning in this. She got me f***ed up. 
I took my ass right back up out of here. I didn't even say nothing to nobody. I just walked out. Can you imagine pulling up to a McDonald's <laughs> restaurant and hearing that coming out of the speaker? Amazing. That's just insane. Man, she, she's a joke. Okay, so I loaned her $20, right? That week after she couldn't pay her phone bill, remember we were discussing that? Girl, I had to ask her twice for it back. Then finally yesterday, finally yesterday, she gives me $10 of it, right? And then says, oh, hey, I got weed for sale. I'll give you a front. I'm like... Bitch, you can't afford to get fronts. You owe people money. Yeah, which was, I almost said to her, okay, give me a 10 bag of weed. But then I'm like, no, let me just see if she'll actually give me the damn cash. All right, stop right there. Now, if it's me at this point... I thought it was funny, too. No, you're the I, wrong guy, then. I want to get some food. <laughs> no, sir. He no. Did some, uh-uh. I'm so impressed with his not butting in. Yes. It's amazing <laughs> to me. I love it. So you would still be sitting there. Yes, I'd still I would be sitting be like, there right now. I would be like, hello, <laughs> I really need a Big Mac I'd here. spend the night if I had to. I might have said, hey, I'll take the weed if you're not <laughs> right. 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 right? She keeps talking. I apologize for the way. How can I help you? <laughs> oh, yeah, let me get your... Uh... <laughs> and then he just goes out and orders, doesn't say a word, like nothing happened. Love it. I love that one so much. And uh, finally, uh, this week's Kevin Bean Internet Roundup. There's a guy, I don't remember, I think, is he Indian, Dave? Is that where he's from? Pakistan? He's from someplace. He's got a whole bunch of Guinness World Records. In fact, he holds more Guinness World Records than anyone in the world. His name is Jashrita Furman. And I don't know, I think maybe the reason he holds so many records is because he makes up records like they didn't exist before he decided to try <laughs> Yeah, he can have this one. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want this one either. He is laying down like he's going to bench press, but instead somebody is putting one watermelon after another right onto his stomach, and he is cutting the watermelon in two with a with a machete, basically. It's a sword, yeah. A sword, yeah, like one right after another, and I'm telling you, this sword is going all the way through the watermelons. They are breaking in half. That means the sword is coming up and either hitting or getting very close to hitting his body underneath the watermelon. He's also not doing, he's not paying real close attention because he's hurrying up. <laughs> oh, it's geez. shocking how fast and how many watermelons this dude's cut through on his stomach. Mm-mm. So you'll hear a little bit of it and then he explains. Hi! 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 I feel relieved. I mean, it went really well. It couldn't have gone better, but um, I'm very, very relieved because it's actually dangerous. I'd have to say, please don't try this at home. Good tip. Uh, it's a very <laughs> sharp blade, and if you, you know, slip, yeah, I can, you can easily cut an arm or a finger or, you know, whatever. Or your stomach. And as it went along, I mean, I have to sort of regulate, uh, you know, how hard I, I hit the blade. And so I was sort of like, you know, doing that, um, but also trying to be very conscious of like where the blade was. And I noticed at one or two points, it was getting very close to my arm. So I had to make an adjustment. So maybe don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Did you see the part in the video where he lifts up his shirt and you can actually see yes. all the creases mm-hmm. on his around his belly button where it looks like he's a cutter because he's a cutter? It's insane with this thing. So don't do that. And That's I'm still not I'm still not impressed as as much as the other video on the roundup that has the guy downing three bottles of water in six seconds. That was way more impressive. That is pretty remarkable as well, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why a person would need to do that, but you can check it out and all the rest too at KevinBean.com or KRock.com. It's a brand new Kevin Bean Internet Roundup. Wake up, wake up, and watch the Internet Roundup. Yeah. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Gotta tell you, Kevin, I feel like you you botched the hug again. 
I felt like you went in for the hug and it was all wrong, man. You I don't know. I feel conclusions like, or something. Here's my thing. I feel like Rebecca changed midstream. Like she was going for the hug. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Then she then, stuck out her hand. Ooh. I was confused. Like what do I do? She thought better of it. Maybe. <laughs> oh. And maybe I she was going like into keeping the... people on their toes. Mm. I think she was planning for the hug and then she looked up, she saw your face, and said, "Oh, the hug's a mistake. I'm not going to do the hug." <laughs> it's very possible. And then oh. she's like, "How can I get out of this? I'm already too far gone." So bad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this Friday, one of the most anticipated films of 2018, Mission Impossible Fallout is in theaters everywhere. It is getting the ravest of all rave reviews. I think of all the Mission Impossible movies, this one is getting the best marks from people who have already seen it. One of the greatest action films of all time. Rebecca, you are back as Ilsa. How are I you this am. morning? I'm really well. I'm energetic. It's my first interview. I feel on, on my toes. It's oh. your first interview. It is. Forever. I've never done an interview Wow, before. that's weird. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> Nervous. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> we, um, we we gave away a trip to the world premiere in Paris for Mission Impossible Fallout. Thank and you. We, we sent some Kevin and Bean listeners, and they had the time of their lives, first of all, because how could you have a bad time in Paris? But uh, uh, apparently so apparently, you all were so nice to them on the red carpet, and they were sending back pictures of uh, you know, he and his girlfriend with Tom Cruise you remember and everything. Oh, I know them. <laughs> and, I remember them. They were they, so lovely. And they had the best time, and your Who's whole cast. Who's her? I, I know. <laughs> How do you remember them, Rebecca? <laughs> didn't, you see, didn't you see 10,000 people that no, night? No, but they stopped. I remember them looking and saying, we've won tickets and we've come over. And I talked and I looked at them and they were happy. and oh, they, they were, were all really of those things. sweet. And they were in, I think, white t-shirt. I don't know about that. What's happening right okay. now? Wow. Are you a psychic? Well, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Your whole cast, though, in okay. this film, I mean, it must be, look, it's hard work making a movie, particularly a movie like this. But when you're working with Tom Cruise, you work with Simon Pegg, and you work with Ving Rhames and Michelle Monaghan, I mean, these are super nice people on top of everything else, it seems like. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. No, it is. It is incredible. And I think the first time when I did the first film, it there was an already established familiar feeling on set um, and that is so welcoming it's kind of a little bit like walking into this room I feel like you know and like each other mm. aside from <laughs> Seattle Man, but, you know okay. um, no but it's a lovely she's feeling she's very perceptive she is I'm telling you she's psychic I'm lucky and then Michelle came on and I'd seen Michelle in basically all of our films and have a little bit of a girl crush on her so it couldn't have been better yeah did you ever anticipate uh, maybe I should rephrase the question how far back in your career did you ever think movies like this were possible for you? Because this certainly isn't where you started in big movies like this. No, I started in a, I call it drama series, but to be, let's be frank, it's called a soap opera. <laughs> um, but we did two and a half episodes a day, which was basically theater school for me, or drama two school. Two and a half wow. a day? That's a lot. That is low quality, right? What? You just accept anything it, and move on. Move on. <laughs> right? That seems terrible. You learn, you learn lines very fast. I'll bet. But did I you do a lot of Happen. How long were you standing there? Long enough. No, no, but uh, you know what? <laughs> I did actually have the turn. I mean, this is radio, yeah. but I'll explain it. Okay. It's the back head to the camera turning very, very gracefully in with a little tear. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. I nailed it. Yeah. I love so, it. Too Mission if, Impossible. If, I mean, yeah, happened? I was going to say, if somebody had come up to you on the set of that and said, one day look at what you're going to be doing Mission Impossible, you probably wouldn't have believed it. No, definitely. I still don't really believe it. I think, um, I did not think they were going to ask me to come back to Fallout. Because, Is that right? Yeah, because you had no idea. It ended with all possibilities. Mm -hmm. And then I basically just emailed Chris and Tom all the time going, when's the next one 
when's nice. the next one? Stop bothering us. We will give you a roll. <laughs> Stop it. How do they... This is a dumb question, but I mean, when you have a franchise like Mission Impossible, everyone has to try to top the movie before. And at some point, it's impossible, right? Like, how do they even begin to try to top stunts that, especially that Tom has done in years past? I don't know. I mean, we literally, we sit on set and we think, okay, so he's on the Hercules plane going up. Mm -hmm. We can't get higher unless we're going out into space. Mm -hmm. We were wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's halo jumps. Silly us. Sure, right. I'm wondering, though, I mean, what if we go deep? Underwater? See? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Because I'm thinking now, I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. Okay. Uh I'm thinking space. Sure. Halo and space. Is there something in between? Am I missing something? Mm. Um, I'm not smart enough to know that. Me neither. I don't don't know. Tom is. I don't think so. Tom is. Yeah, he is. He's going to do Halo times two. Yeah. Halo times two. Double Halo. He's, um, he's 56. Is that a thing? (laughs) Debater. Tom is 56 years old, which is not old in regular people's terms at all. But no. it is old for the kind of stunts that he still insists on doing himself. Yep. They must try to talk him out of every one of them, right? Yeah, you can't. You can't. They just give up would and go, you, right. If Tom was here, would you go, Tom, do you want to stop? You, you just don't say it because he loves it so much. And it is it oozes out of his paws and his hands and his body and face. He just he doesn't want to stop. And if you get a little taste, I've done, what, 1% of mm-hmm. what he's done? Mm-hmm. And I want more. I'm a little bit really? disappointed that I didn't do Kill a Thigh Move more than once. Um, well, that's a shame. I think so too. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's uh, criticize them. Right? Also, a great band. <laughs> no, that's what we're here way. for. Yeah. <laughs> move. You were uh, a little bit pregnant during some of Mission Impossible Fallout? Yeah, yes. A little, <laughs> a little bit. We hit five months. There were stomachs in people's faces now and then. Yes. <laughs> and did that impact anything you were allowed or not allowed to do on the set? Um,. We actually, luckily enough, we'd done most of the fighting sequences prior to Tom breaking foot and making baby uh, period, which I call it. Uh, breaking foot and making baby period. Yes. Okay. That is what we call it. Tom breaks a foot, make a baby. Um, but, so when we came back... How um, long was the break? I want to say 10, 8 weeks, maybe. They well, that's might, a long time wow. to shut down a movie, right? In compared to what he did, his foot, man... Was lying horizontally to his shin. Oh, no. That takes, I don't know how many months to heal. Oh, no. No, no, no. I don't want to see He was running. He was running after, I don't know how many weeks we had off. I want, maybe we had less, seven. Oh, my gosh. Is he an alien? I don't know. I don't know. Ask him. There's something wrong with that. True or false, that that shot that he broke his foot on is in the movie. True. Wow. True. And Simon Pegg, Simon Sixpack Pegg. He, That's yeah. his nickname. That's his nickname. He has he has abs now. Really? Um, really? Yeah. Go on. He couldn't love him more. They, go on. Go well, on. honey, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll tell you, honey. All right. I think we need to take a break. Right? We do. Let's take a quick break because Rebecca Ferguson is here, and it sounds like it's about to get good. Mission Impossible <laughs> Fallout in theaters everywhere on Friday. She's delightful, you guys. We'll be right back with more on K Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. I don't know how we're going to do it, but Rebecca Ferguson needs to be a full-time member of the Kevin and Bean Show. Oh, She's going to have to join good. the program, yeah. honestly. We can't, we're not going to let you go, Rebecca. Okay, good. I have nothing this, coming up. 
up. <laughs> wink, too, wink. Too much fun. She's one of the co-stars of Mission Impossible Fallout in theaters everywhere on Friday. It looks good. We have so many questions we want to get to, but I, I didn't want to cut you off, but we had to take a break. You were starting to talk about Simon Pegg a little bit. Simon Six Pack Pegg. Simon Six Pack Pegg. It's we've such had a him, good... Say it again. He, we've had him on the program many, many times over the years. Nicest guy in the world and so funny, right? He's, well, he's, you know, a little bit of a laugh here and there. Sucks <laughs> at ping pong, though. Sucks at ping pong? Really? Yeah, oh. You destroy really him? Bad. God, did I destroy him? Actually, do you know who's really good? Sean Harris. Is that right? Yes, you wouldn't think. Sean Harris hmm. plays Lane in our film. Mm-hmm. The okay. Baddie. Yeah. And you just... <laughs> You're laughing at because this is radio. I'm quite. You're I'm using a hand. lot of hand motions. Yes, I am. <laughs> is this something you do on set when you're not working? Just play ping pong with one another? Yes, we did actually. We didn't on the last one. So we have the Pain Cave, which is TC World, Tom Cruise World. He has a trailer with Jim and stuff going on. Um, and the pain cave is uh, filled with rowing machines and stuff. And you try and stay away from it because it's hard work in there. Mm-hmm. Right. So we yeah. made our own kind of pain cave. And we put a ping pong table. He doesn't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> he just thinks that we're training. Right. And, and, and an ice cream bar. Ice cream bars. <laughs> waffles, actually. Waffles. waffles. Oh, sure. Yeah. <sighs> You're doing it right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Rebecca, did you always want to be an actress? No. What no. did you think you might do? I didn't really know. I went to a music school in Sweden, um, and because I, you know, could sing, I could hold a note. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like school that much. And then someone asked me. Actually, my mother forced me into a modeling competition thingy. Nice of your mom to do. It was horrendous. And we walked in. We held a little, like in prison, like a little tag in front of your chest with a number on, and we all had to walk up and down. How old were you? When she 12 or 13, wow. 14. I hate all the pressure they put on me to model. And really? I just, I just wouldn't do it. I just, See, I frankly refuse. In my head, you are the handsomest of handsome. Well, you haven't seen him. I, I know. Just to keep it that way. But they so asked you, me to model a couple of times and I just turned it down. Also, I'm so short and apparently fat. So well, Yeah, that's ridiculous. You were compared to, you know, <laughs> yeah. what, the world. That's ridiculous. So I just said, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. And was it modeling that somehow ended up being a bridge to somebody saw the pictures and said, hey, do you want to be on TV? Yes. So basically they they had cast all the characters for this TV show, uh, a drama series, soap opera. Mm -hmm. um, And they said, we need a face to look similar to what we already cast. So they went through modeling books and said, well, let's hope she can act. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it started. Had you taken any classes at no. this point? No. They just threw you on yeah. the soap opera. They, did did oh, you then, man. while you after you got the soap opera, did you take... Yeah. So basically, they had probably had an open casting, and none of them really suited what they were after. And they called me and said, um, from the modeling agency, they wanted to cast you for a soap. And I thought, no, 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 no. And then I did a couple of times, got the role, and loved it. Wow. Oh, interesting. You got bit by the bug. I just loved it. Was the White Queen the big breakthrough for most people to recognize your name and face? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That was huge. It was, it was, it went far. It was my first casting abroad outside of Swedish territory. Oh, is that right? And that was intense. Well, Allie and I were talking earlier about how much we loved The Girl on the Train, but I f- really fell in love with you in, in The Greatest Showman. Oh, which, I which, love that movie so much. Which oh. is so good. I've seen it twice now, and it is a movie that refuses to die, right? Like, it's still, the soundtrack is still number one in some countries around yeah, the world. People are still doing sing-along cinema. I didn't even know you did that. <laughs> yes. I'm going. You're I'm going? Really? Yes. <gasps> I am. I said this in an interview and I think it was the Charles Theatre in London who said, oh my God, we'll give her tickets. And I thought, no, you know, I'll pay. 
because I can do that. I'll pay. <laughs> and I'll just sneak in when no one knows and sit and I'll see people sing along and do the hand gestures. That I, do. <laughs> I mean, the movie has made how much money around the world now? I don't know. I I have no idea. Hundreds of millions. Are, here it is. I just looked it up. Really? How much? $434 million. I would now, get my worldwide. bonus now. You get your oh, bonus now? <laughs> Did we just find out you got paid? That, that was the line. <laughs> If it makes more than five hundred million, we'll give you a bonus. Well, congratulations, Rebecca. Thank you. It oh, is so a wonderful movie, and it I is. just and Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Oh, he's the best. I want to mean everything. He I is really so do. lovely. And actually, a little secret: I won't be anymore. <laughs> I never travel anywhere without a backgammon set, so I have one actually here, not really in the studio, but yes, and he does too. Okay. So we both arrived set with our backgammon sets. Oh, that's oh, you're made for each that's other. That's sort of weird. Well, you know, Deborah's you there and my partner's there. Did you, did you there. play each other? All the time. And who won? Um, I think I won. No, he's very good. Uh-huh. <gasps> he's not Whatever. listening. He's not listening. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no. Say you won. Say so you won. He, no, he did. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. So ping pong and backgammon. Wasn't expecting either of those. <laughs> um, anyway, I guess the point we're trying to make is you've done a lot of uh, great work, and we're we're so happy to meet you. So before we go... Let's give us the uh, give us the tease on Mission Impossible Fallout. People who don't know uh, anything about it, why do they need to go see it this weekend, Rebecca? There's a mission. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> just so turn up so the mic so Did work. you actually? Yeah, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That's okay. good. This is a, a, an intense thriller comedy. I want to say there's a lot of laughs going on. There's a mission. The stakes are high. We are going vertical, horizontal, deep. It's scary. Tom Cruise is in it, everyone, and what? Henry Cavill, Angela Bassett, Vanessa Kirby, Rebecca Ferguson, Simon Pegg. <laughs> Go and see it in theaters next to you, the 27th of July. I thought I like that you just threw your name in there with everyone else. It was pretty I sweet. Yeah, it. I know. I'm Michelle Monahan. <laughs> Rebecca, you're awesome. Please come back and see us again. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. You guys remember the Rebecca Ferguson days? How great was she? Those were great days, man. She is awesome. I loved the show back then. When Rebecca was on it. You mean 10 minutes ago? Yeah, I do. Literally 10 minutes ago. (laughs) What I mean. It's, uh, I mean, it's kind of, it's humbling, though, when you realize in full color, in clear, clear detail you can see that your life peaked and it'll never be as good as it was then that's where we're all at right i see now. those days are so we're gonna gone, remember man. before rebecca ferguson and yes. then after okay. it's all downhill now okay as great a result of rebecca leaving so i like your optimism enjoy the rest of your life suckers all right ali time for one more what's happening uh, can i cheer you up that we yeah. now have a premiere date i mean you can try well we now premier have for a what? premiere date for a show that's now back on CNBC, Deal or No Deal. Yay! It's back, premiering on Wednesday, December 5th. You guys. Does it say why? Yeah. Uh, hmm. People demand it. They love a briefcase, they love a banker, and they love <laughs> Howie Mandel. I've said it for years. That's why it's, it's on CNBC. Deal or No Deal. It is odd that they're so proud of it coming back. Oh, by the way, on CNBC. What? Really? <laughs> okay. And breaking news just handed to me, you guys. This is this is a real bummer. If you were looking forward to seeing... Okay. And now, breaking news bulletin. If you were looking forward... And now, okay. a breaking news bulletin. All right, thank you. So the breaking news is this. Prophets of Rage, they're doing their summer tour, right? With the Venge Sevenfold? Right. 
Avenged Sevenfold is now canceling that tour because the lead singer, M. Shadows, has received doctor's orders to rest his damaged vocal cords. Uh-uh. You guys. That sucks. What a real bummer. Remember, we had him in and we had... Who in from Prophets of Rage? Who was in here? I think Tom came in. Tom 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 was in here, yes. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about the tour, how they couldn't wait. They were going to switch off of who was the headliner. They couldn't wait for the end of the world summer tour. Now, it's canceled. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, So, the tour was scheduled to come to the forum on August 22nd. Ticket refunds will be available at point of purchase. In a letter to fans, M. Shadows wrote, After our European tour, I came down with a terrible viral infection that rendered me voiceless. A blood blister has formed on my vocal folds and is preventing them from vibrating properly. Luckily, doctors feel that three months of no singing and voice rest should get my chords back on track. Wow. I mean, that's a voice. To be rendered voiceless with that dude's voice? I don't think you ever want a blood blister involved anywhere. That sounds bad. Especially on your vocal folds. Yeah. I don't even like that word. And then they're not vibrating properly. Yeah. Are we still talking about... I don't know. Okay. Stay on target. Stay on target. Sorry. Uh, Dan Harmon has left Twitter, Twitter after a controversial video has resurfaced. You heard about this? Yes. Yeah. Did you talk about it yesterday? No. No, we broke after the show yesterday. All right. So he made a pilot. Here's what he says. In 2009, I made a pilot which strove to parody the series Dexter and only succeeded in offending. I quickly realized the content was way too distasteful and took the video down immediately. Nobody should ever have to see what you saw. And for that, I sincerely apologize. So it was a video of him uh, pretending to have sex with a baby doll. Mm -hmm. Not good. Right. He realized it was wrong, took it down long ago. It, of course, has resurfaced on 4chan because now that's what we do as a people. Well, I hope we cancel Rick and Morty. I hope there's no more Rick and Morty. We should cancel Adult Swim, right? Absolutely. If if they could have this You guys go straight to hell. You're not taking all of that. There better not be any more community reruns on my TV because Dan Harmon made a bad joke one time, so his show can't be seen. God damn it, this world we're living in. It's it's pretty insane. It is pretty so, insane. This is the witch hunt, Mr. President. This is the real witch hunt that's going on. You think he's listening, B? I don't. Okay. No collusion. Thank you. How was that, right? It was a pretty good really good impersonation. I mean, if you say one if you make one bad joke that that, that doesn't go over for everyone, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't be allowed to work in show business anymore. No, you should just be a politician because it's it's How much longer anything do we have goes. Been? Anything goes in politics. Look, I've you and I both have said things just as bad as all the things people are getting fired for. And we're not bad people and we're mm. coming in every day and trying to do the best job we can to entertain the we're, people. We're sort of bad. And people. we could just as easily lose our jobs. You saw yesterday, Allie, they're uh, now they're, they're going after Sarah Silverman for mm-hmm. jokes, they're going after Patton Oswald for jokes, they're trying to get all these people stripped. Yeah. Look, if you don't like somebody's sense of humor, don't laugh at it. There's lots of other people out there that are making comedy for you. There's always Jim Gaffigan, all right? How dare you? I'm not. He's Jim Gaffigan's forever. great, but I'm too. just saying he doesn't offend anybody. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm saying if, and if that's what you're looking for. Listen, are pedophile jokes my favorite? No. Are no. rape jokes my favorite? No. But the people that are coming out and 
dare I say, un, you know, unveiling all of these horrible tweets from long ago, uh, y'all supported Roy Moore, an actual pedophile. You all made up a completely bogus thing called Pizzagate. You got someone fired at. Was the person killed? No, they were just shot at. Just shot at. No big yeah. deal. In that pizza store that had no basement. Right. Like, what is... What? Well said, Allie. Thank you. This world is nuts. Also nuts, Cardi B getting free crap just because she raps about it. <laughs> now, if we want to be pissed at something, we get pissed at this. That Cardi B received a special gift from Chipotle in the form of a briefcase filled to the brim with free vouchers for chips and guac. All because she did a freestyle rap about wanting chips, guac, and queso in the J-Lo song De Niro. I mean, you guys, we got to start rapping. And we've got to start asking for things in this rap, and then we get a briefcase with free vouchers. You lost me, and we have to start rapping. Yeah. Is that on that? Really. It's it's just yeah with the, mm-hmm. the nuts. Right. Some birthdays for you. Speaking of Jennifer Lopez, happy birthday to you. Linda Carter, TV's Wonder Woman. Gus Van Zant. What is your favorite Gus Van Zant movie? Goodwill Hunting? Drugstore Cowboy? I think Goodwill Hunting is the only one I've seen. My own private Idaho? No. I think Goodwill Hunting is the only one I've seen. Elephant. Last Days. Hmm. Just gonna keep naming. I think Goodwill so Hunting can... is the what? only one I've seen. Oh. You got a uh, you got a pretty deep reservoir of Gus Van Zandt movies right. at your fingertips there. I I'm really, impressed. I really like him. He sat in front of me at um. What is that? Uh, nope. <laughs> Matt and Trey Parker, the musical that they do. The Mormon missionary. She's not going to quit, is she? Guys, he sat. He sat right in front of me. And how does that help the story about it as being? His he was birthday? just so lovely and nice that it's just wonderful that he could celebrate his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real tired. Well, I do not know what's happening right now. Happy birthday, Kristen Chenoweth, Rose Byrne, Elizabeth Moss, and Lakers forward Kyle Kuzma. Thank you, all. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial-free drive home today at 5 p.m. tomorrow morning. An all-new Kevin and Bean show. Comedian Ben Glebe, sweet James Bergener, comes in for some legal advice. Oh. And we've got your tickets for the Kevin and Bean Built This Pool Singles Party tomorrow morning. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. So you can find a way. Uh, Everybody can find a way. So Freaking Louie, man. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 